Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is the week of Thanksgiving 2022 and we are back. Our streak of podcasting has been pretty great. I hope our listener has noticed that we've done this like several times in a row. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't skipped. So, and we're not going to, we're not even skipping for Thanksgiving week, which is like, I mean, I think last year we probably would have, did we do a Thanksgiving thing last year? I can't remember last year at all. I don't even remember what happened last year or what, what, um, uh, anything that happened. So I just think people should be grateful that we are showing up. We're doing the work. So. And 90% of life was showing up and we're showing up. Who said that? I don't know. I heard it somewhere on the internet. I, I've spent too much time on the internet lately. I, I, I didn't, I've, I've worked really hard at not getting sucked into the whole David French nexus, like (laughs) vortex of, you know, he's, like he's, I've he's never, digging deeper now. Like I've never read a yeah. single one of his Sunday posts. Like people get on Twitter and say, just remember, you don't have to read David French's Sunday posts. And so <laughs> I never have. I've never read a single one. But well, then, he uses Sunday to attack the church. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what people on Twitter say. So. It's his favorite day to go after the church. But then I did get sucked into this uh, Atlantic thing and... So I didn't read the one yesterday. Everybody's like, "Well, the, yeah, because the dispatch was it the dispatch or, or was it I, mean, the, I don't know what, what it's called, but yeah, yesterday he doubled down. Like he wrote the first thing you responded to on in the Atlantic, and then he doubled. But he he's decided his position, which was he should have done it. Um, yeah, he's totally. He thinks that there, there's too many societal structures now surrounding gay relationships, so that we should just be for them. I mean. I, I find mean, that astonishing. Like, yeah, well, someone, I mean, I think it was William Wolf. Someone said, well, look, that by that argument. Like every have, evil in the yeah, course I mean, of human history it's, 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 has, exactly. a, has a structural element. I mean, how element. many, I mean, how many, how much of this, the, the South was structured around the slave trade and slavery? So I we just, should just, like, keep, we've we, had, hey, it's an institution that keeps going. We should keep, we, keep it going. We've also had like a, a weird conversation about systemic issues and dismantling systems for like two years. Yeah. So no, yeah. But, but now like we're, we can't dismantle that one. I think the only way we're structural. The only way this works is if, is if in David French world, these aren't intrinsically destructive relationships, which means he doesn't, he's think, departed from the Christian faith. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, that's sort of uh, yeah. where I feel like this is going. Right. Like and again, I feel like I said this on this podcast several times this year. I feel like it's because you don't believe in an afterlife or you don't think there's some sort of divine retribution for human action that goes on forever if you're wrong. Like right. if you don't think that God enacts justice for eternity, then you can just think whatever you want about any right thing whereas christians i don't know i'm just spitballing here have for centuries been constrained by 
God's word, divine word, where he says, if you do that, you're, you're out. Right. If you don't repent, you, right. You can't come in. So Christians have said things like, don't do that. You know, stop doing that. Yeah. But see, we, we, we're now at a place in our culture where basic definitions, like what, what is love? What's destructive to the human person? What, how does, how does the human body function and what's this relationship to yourself? <laughs> just basic questions that people are just on radically different sides of. So we can't, this is why we can't have anything nice. We're not going to, our, I don't know. I feel like we can have nice, we, yeah, well, there's, so I guess who's we and who isn't we. Well, I mean, the car, America can't have anything. Oh nice. yeah. America can't have nice things, but that's fine. I mean, I'm surprised that America had anything for a long time. I, yeah, I just, I wish that somebody close to David French would say something like, hey, man. I think, um, I think lots too. of people have said that to him, but he's not, oh, really? listen, he's, I think he's, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him, but, he, but he's, I remember back in 2016, I thought he was a voice of wisdom. And I, well, there was someone, uh, someone else posted a, an excerpt from an article yeah, that he wrote in 2015. And I didn't know who it was at first because it sounded so mean. No, no, it sounded so, it sounds so base true. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, Oh wait, this is David French in 2015. It's amazing. So I would just like, I've been accused of changing my mind over the last six years. Somebody at some point said, you've, you've moved on, you know, where'd you move on? Um, I can't remember what it was. Um, I was being accused of being unkind or not nice in a certain situation. And I said, and the person didn't believe me. Um, I have not moved an inch. Like I, as in my adult Christian life have not moved on any essential issue. I've been standing in one place on every essential issue. I might have changed my mind on secondary things, but not really, actually. I haven't moved really politically. Maybe I would describe myself in different terms. But in terms of theology and the church and who God is and every essential Christian doctrine, I have not budged an inch. And many people haven't. Like, right. Uh, when we've had every, to define it differently. Everything, every a large number of people have swept by me down a river. Yeah, like they've yeah. gone right Wondering past why you're moving. Me. Yeah, wondering why I'm moving. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, haven't moved. You guys have gone from, you know, one place over there. And then when it got difficult, you just like swept away in the tide. And I'm still standing here. And right. sorry. So we had to redefine. We had to like reassert, I guess. Remember that term reasserters that used to be used in the Episcopal Church? No, I didn't remember. We had we had to reassert the conservative position. Using new the Christian position actually not, not used in, in the in new context, like what is like in the, in the regarding wokeness or regarding the idea that a man is not a man unless he feels like he's a man. I mean, so you have to keep saying <laughs> yeah. the same things over well, and you have to again apply it in different in contexts. many different right. ways. You can use new words to say it, I guess, but pretty much you're on, you end up with the same number of words because. English as a language hasn't changed so much that you can, you know, reach for, like, we don't need a new English Bible translation yet. Right. We haven't gotten that quite that far, but yeah, I just, 
I'm still waiting for people to write me letters say, I'm sorry, and you were I'm right. sorry, Anne. <laughs> That's fine. It's not going to happen. So it is, it is dramatic and terrible the way the Western church is falling to this heresy. So, well, it's like a, it's, it's a, with a whimper and a sigh though, not with a cataclysm. It's well, like right. I mean, the, an the, article in the, in the Atlantic where you're like, I just feel like we can't dismantle systems. <laughs> well, the problem is part of the problem is if they, like or actual Orthodox people don't recognize what's happening. And so they'll, you know, in our denomination, well, people keep getting appointed to like key mission positions and, and the, the, it's, because it's still seen as a, oh, we're just Christians who disagree about <clears throat> ways to enact justice in the world or, or something. And uh, it's not that. It's, a, it's actually a, a climactic battle between good and evil. <laughs> so it's, it's Star Wars. So, right, right. right. <laughs> so. Um, are we going to talk about this? Yeah, stuff? no, we're going to talk about. This uh, is supposed to be a light episode. Yeah, yeah, this is our right? light episode. This is our, thanks, our annual Thanksgiving episode where we talk about. Um, Turkey, I just, and other things. I feel a little bit uh, like this isn't going to be great because I have not given one single thought to the coming feast at all. Like, really? We? Oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Why haven't you done? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was doing a bunch of other stuff, so I don't know. I mean, what are you're going to have to lead off on this, and I'll just you know I'll just give my feedback about your thoughts about. <laughs> the feast to come what are your well this is the first time in a long time that we're not going to have a huge amount of people over besides our own family we so might have a, we might, might have, have several a few people but but so um so we might have a smaller turkey than we usually do although you know it's if you have a large family or large groups of people you should get two medium-sized turkeys other than one big one. I know it won't be as good in looking on the table, but, but because it's really hard to make a huge, like 25, 26 pound turkey come out well, but you can do it, but it's just harder. So the smaller ones are easier to make come out well. So um, I feel like people are already taking up sides because they know what you're going to say on Twitter. They're already like, well, they're taking, they have team dry rub and team. Dry brine, brine. Dry brine. Versus wet brine. Wet brine. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Well, I think that, okay, so that if you if you do a dry brine, which is basically you take sea, uh, sea salt, I'm sorry, uh, uh, kosher salt, and you rub your turkey all over for, I think, I think the, the, the ratio is... Every pound, it's like one and a half tablespoons of, of of kosher salt, and you rub every everything. You have to you have to rub every part of the, the turkey, and you have to if you can, if it's if it's already thawed, you can get even underneath the skin and rub some in there. Um, and you have to leave it there. You have to leave it. You put it in your refrigerator, and you leave. Oh, I should go back. If you're going to do a dry brine make sure your turkey is completely dry before you put the salt on. Like you don't have any more, no, no liquid coming out. It has to be completely dry because you don't want your salt being absorbed by the liquid in the turkey. It's just there. You haven't dried off. So I mean, you, why not? Why wouldn't you want Because it? you want the turkey to absorb the salt. You don't want the, you don't want the. Oh, okay. So you, so, so you 
coat it with salt. You could also use some other herbs like or other uh, other flavors. Like you can put some garlic uh, garlic salt or garlic uh, powder, onion powder, whatever you want. Whatever you have you want your turkey to taste, you can do that. Don't use the don't use softer. If you're gonna use herbs, use drier her herbs like rosemary or thyme. Don't use something that's gonna break down and bring more moisture into the bird. You don't want that. So you put the turkey in your refrigerator and you let it sit there. I mean, you can let it sit there for one to three days. But it, so I can see the downside because you have to have a you have to have a fridge that is big enough to hold your turkey right. and all your other stuff. Yeah. So is that why? You might sort of put your turkey in a wet brine in the garage <laughs> or something. It's one way. I mean, yeah, because I mean, everyone has a crowded refrigerator during Thanksgiving. I mean, we don't because we don't have anything. We, we have nothing shopped for. Well, but we we have a we have a free turkey this year. Two yeah. free turkeys. That's pretty amazing. God. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but you, okay, so you, you wait for one to three days. It has to be at least, I think, 13 hours, 12 hours. I can't remember. There's a minimum time it has to be because what's happening is the salt is being absorbed into the, well, actually the salt's pulling the moisture out of the bird and then then being reabsorbed back into the bird so that it's super, it just it's, it inundates the, the taste, is, makes its way throughout the whole of the meat. And uh, the, the the great benefit of dry brine is that you get a really crispy skin. The the, the yeah, the, it looks good. The, the out outer outer skin is really crispy. And in a wet dry and in a wet brine that can be compromised sometimes. Uh, but a dry brine will will keep the the thing crispy. Now that but see here's the problem which the dry brine people don't understand. They're not getting, and they need to le learn this. And 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 be quiet. <laughs> so, and, and that is that the the wet brine leaves you with a moisture a moisture bird. It doesn't it that you the drawback of a wet brine is that you're going to have a you have a you probably will not have as crisp a, a, a skin. But when we're talking about turkey, it's one of the driest meats out there. So you want a kind of brine that's going to make sure the. Um, you have the, the most moisture you could possibly have, and a dry brine will do it better than nothing, right? So if you're gonna, if you, if you have, if it's if it's dry brine or or nothing, yeah, absolutely dry brine, you got to do that. But if you're talking moisture, a wet brine does it better. Um, now the argument against wet brine is again, it, you don't get the skin crispness that you get in a dry brine, and you, the dry brine people are, are, are I just read an article this morning. And I was about to, I was about to respond to it on Twitter, but I said not. You saved it. For <laughs> I'm, a... I'm not. I'm having gone through a Twitter fest, so I'm not. Oh, you are. It. Yeah, for Thanksgiving week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So wait a minute. We should talk about that for a few minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll read stuff. I'm just going to post anything for Twitter. Oh, so you're going to like scroll. You're going to be a lurker. I'll lurk around, but not, I'm not going to scroll a lot. I just don't want to get into any any controversy over Thanksgiving. Why, why don't you want to? Because I want to. I want to spend time with my family. No. I mean, I feel like you're denying yourself one of your great <laughs> happinesses. It's really not. It's 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 a. I don't mean like I don't. We're totally off topic now. But, but I I put something on Twitter that I think is pretty normal, and people get upset, and or they or they or they'll retweet it. If people like it at first, and they retweet it, and then it'll reach the people who get upset about it. <laughs> and so I have to 
have to deal with it. But I feel like that's one of the points of Twitter. I think so. it is. Um, okay, but anyway, back to the back to the more important question of the <laughs> of the brine. Um, so they say that the that if you do a dry brine, you get more taste in the meat than you do with a wet brine because the wet brine will just leave you with the, the, the sense of salt pervading the meat, not anything else. I have done wet brines for the last, what, 10 years? I mean, have you ever done a dry brine? Yes. Oh, in a turkey? Not in a turkey, no. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I feel like... I've done it in a chicken, which is basically the same thing. I mean, I feel like you should... You can be quiet now. <laughs> Shouldn't you have to do it before you can like no, you don't, express about. judgment on something? This well, I've done it. I've done it on a chicken, and it's it, it, it's fine. It was fine, but it doesn't do as it doesn't do as it doesn't do as moist as the as a wet brine. I've done a wet brine and a chicken. So, but if you've cooked a chicken, you could basically cook a turkey. It's just a little bit. You just said that it was the most. It dry is meat. drier. Would you stop touching me? It is dry. It is. It, yeah, a turkey can be, be even a turkey critic. can be even drier than a, a is drier than a chicken. But the same principles in play because it's, it's the same type of meat. You're dealing with poultry, and you're dealing with uh, particularly really dry poultry. Like a, there's nothing drier than a chicken breast, and well, I'm sorry, except a turkey breast. And, and, and tasteless, except a turkey breast. If you don't, right, right. So, so anyway, let me back to the before you interrupt me. The I've done a, a wet brine for like ten years. And it's just not true that you only get you only get assaulted bird through a wet brine. You get you you use a brine with um, with different you infuse different flavors into the water, and that that definitely works its way through the meat. You've, you've tasted that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell the difference can... between like different right. flavor profiles. So put, you put whole you put whole whole dry. Um, Spices in like whole cinnamon sticks, whole uh, allspice, whole whatever flavor you want, and that make, that does work its way through the, the whole bird, and maybe not the same way that a um, that it does in a rub. Maybe maybe it is it is maybe it's a better effect in a in a in a dry rub. I don't remember what the chicken tastes like. It's good, but um, but not so much that it's worth the trade off of less moisture. So I, that's the way so you're not going to even try. I mean, I'm a little shocked. I feel like, I feel like, a you know, empirical evidence would be, I, I, we have empirical evidence. I've done chicken both ways. You should buy a turkey, a practice turkey and dry rub, do a dry rub and see what it's like. I, you should do two different things I, at the same time so that we can like actually know, because what I, if what you're like, what if it's just you? What if it's just your opinion? And no, not, no, like, it's, this is an ongoing debate. This is an ongoing debate that on on the internet. I know. I just like it's not just How me. am I supposed to take your word for it that it's actually better when I haven't been allowed to taste it? You have like, tasted. You have never, you've had chicken done both ways. No, but I've never had a turkey. It's not the same. Like, I'm not going to believe you until you've actually dry rubbed a turkey. So don't we have two turkeys coming? I mean, I don't. Maybe I should. We should cook both of them, and I'll do one in a dry and one in a, yeah. a wet rub. A wet, a wet. Yeah, I dry. feel like that would be the only fair thing, and then we could get back to our listener and tell you know. I can already say, tell you the outcome because I've done it before. So with chicken, I, I don't know. I just like I don't. I'm 
I feel like I'm not being given all the information. And then someone else said you should inject it with something. Wait, no, I've never done that. I've never injected a turkey with anything, with like what? moisture. Like, like butter? Yeah, or something. Ooh, like you get a syringe. And I, like yeah, you get like a little, you literally get butter. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried that, and I haven't read much about it, so I can't say much about it. I want to know when we're going to fry our turkey. What year are we going to do that? The year you buy me a, a fryer, like it's, it'll fit a turkey in it. <laughs> but I don't, I think I, I wouldn't want to fry a turkey on Thanksgiving. Really? I'd want to fry a turkey like in another, another, at another time. But on Thanksgiving, and here's where you and I disagree a lot. Yeah. About, really... I want the traditional Thanksgiving meal. I don't want like other, anything else but the traditional Thanksgiving meal. And you want. I, I really wish we could do something different every year. Just one why, different Why? Thing. It's just a one. It's like, it's like you. Because I'm just going to go in and make all the same stuff. You don't do a different year. thing in, in Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, I wish we could have like Kool-Aid and chips for, for communion. No. That's what you're saying. No. That's essentially what you're, you're saying. No, I'm saying like we can <laughs> Can't have- Can't we have that? like Coke and pretzels <laughs> for communion? It's not like No, that we all. can't have Coke and pretzels for communion. It's, we can only have bread and wine, which is what Jesus instituted when he instituted communion. And it's what the pilgrims instituted when they instituted the- <laughs> Thanksgiving feast is that we have turkey cooked. They, we don't have bit. anything that they had. Like they had oysters, and, and we can buy. We can add oysters to it or something. They didn't have turkey. They had turkey. They had sweet potatoes. They had potatoes. No. They had they had uh, Brussels sprouts. No, they, they had. Yes, they did. They had, and they had. They had. Uh, I've watched the Thanksgiving specials, and they, they didn't. topped it off with eggnog at the, at the end of the meal. <laughs> That's what Squanto brought them eggnog. <laughs> Is this where you like tell a lot of lies to our children <laughs> about the first Thanksgiving? I no, they didn't have like um, they had almost nothing that we have. They they, they had, had like a bunch of stuff that we don't have. You don't know what the, you weren't there. No, but I've and I've read seen about I've it. seen numerous picture pictorial evidence. I've seen yes, <laughs> I've seen and I've watched. I've watched Charlie Brown's Christmas. Thank, no Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving one. <laughs> Several times now. We did watch it, so yeah, that was pretty great. But I'm they didn't give the menu, whereas I read no, about it was the a, first it, there, menu. You saw the picture. It was a, it was a turkey on the I table. I saw the picture, but I've read about the menu, I, and it's I not believe the that same. Charles Schultz had did his research before he did that. <laughs> I don't think so. I want to do something different. Like, why don't we have a different kind of dessert this year? Like, why don't we make pumpkin? souffle no 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 or no a pumpkin pie why don't we have like um soup to start with why would why we don't do... we do courses so that we can, we can taste do courses each... as long as it's traditional stuff like i don't want to do courses though because it's a lot of work you have to get up and down up the table we have but everything if you set could, up like taste all the food by the time it all gets to the table i'm usually completely overwhelmed and i don't really taste. You everything. don't do anything though. I do all the cooking. You no, like sit there I, and do the table and do a bunch of stuff. You're like, are you at the last minute? Aren't you gonna, you know, make bread and grow the wheat and <laughs> mill the wheat by hand? And <laughs> where's our garden full of homegrown vegetables? I'm like, oh crud! I needed to start earlier. Hey, we should go to the. We should, now that you said that. Is it is the market open anymore? Is it closed? The the farmers market. Oh, it's. I think it's been closed for a uh, while. Yeah, you can't go buy your vegetables at the farmers market like this late in the year. 
I don't think that's a thing. And tragically, every time I've gone to the supermarché for I Aldi, um, the vegetable question has been really dismal. So I'm I'm a little like I wasn't able to buy lettuce for a whole week. Well, we have to go to Wegmans for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it's gonna be. I don't know. I just think we should try some new things. No, you can try your new things at Christmas. You can do your like new. We have the two, the two only, the only two mainstays at Christmas are the goose and the and the beef, but then the big hunk of roast beef. But then you can, and you want to like put in like a, an infusion or some kind of foam. <laughs> that always is really gross. There's some kind of foam. I don't know how to do foam. Like yeah. I don't have the thing that's required to do foam, so yeah. I don't have to worry. So, remember back when we used to watch like the Food Network for days? Yeah. We had a television and we would watch. A lot. We do. Yeah, yeah. That was so crazy. I know. Now I watch gross reels on Facebook <laughs> if you go, and you can watch people putting stuff in baking dishes. Like um, last night, well, I, I watched last week people putting different kinds of candy into a slow cooker and making like this gooey mess and calling it candy. That was horrifying. <laughs> but then I've I watched one person and they're all, they always have like a perfectly clean modern kitchen and then they're taking bags of things and putting them into a baking dish. So like a layer of hash browns and then a layer of uncooked bacon and then a layer of unmixed, like just eggs, not whisked or anything, just the just like a whole bunch of cracked eggs just over the bacon. Yeah. And then that cheese. Or other things. Then you bake it. <clears throat> and you get this sort of mess that comes out. <laughs> and they, they sort of taste it and they ooh and ah. And they're like, this is amazing. This is the best thing that I've ever eaten. I definitely have spent a couple hours watching those particular things. I just feel I, like I how weird. Like, like, not, like, is that like a TikTok thing where they have to like, ooh, ah, you have to like the assistant watching you cook something. It's always like, yeah, they're like, that looks amazing. That looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. What are and you going to do next? What are you going to do next? <laughs> so there's even the horrible genre of the, the fake one where somebody will, somebody <laughs> is ooing and awing and the video goes on for 45 minutes and you realize, oh, they're making something disgusting and yeah. it isn't a thing. I definitely got sucked into a couple of those. <laughs> And, but it just seems like food culture in mm. America, maybe I'm like, I don't have the right reels coming into my Facebook feed. There must be gourmet cooks on TikTok who I can watch instead of the tater tot <laughs> options. I mean, I don't know. Like they just appear. I too. used to like, the reason I used to like to watch Food Network is or before it became really weird and. It, it, it became like yeah, like kind of kitschy or something. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, and was, everything was a a competition. Yeah, yeah, with not enough ingredients, so people were running back and forth <laughs> trying to make something stress. out of right, right. Nothing. Well, that, that, that that's the Iron Chef, and I've been there for a long time. But the, yeah, but everybody they, became Iron spin-offs. Chef, yeah. and it wasn't fun anymore. Right. So, um, right, it, yeah. That was our... I'm going to give a child a ride to school. We're having, like, every single one of our cars has... Well, not every single one, but 
all of our cars decided to have issues, as they say. And so... It always happens in winter. It always happens in winter, and so we're, like, trying to negotiate who goes where between 10 people. And uh, it's it's really, really irritating. And you know what? I don't, I don't like the phrase first world problems. I'm done with, I'm done saying that. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I'm just saying, I'm not going to say first world problems. No, because you've lived in the third world and you know, you know, you know the difference. And sometimes first world problems are really annoying. Yeah. First world people have (laughs) problems too. (laughs) They have psychological problems that people yeah. in the third world don't have. Yeah. And also third world people largely have, okay, they don't have enough money mostly, but they do have cell phones that do a lot more stuff than first world people have. Cell yeah. phone technology is really bad in the first world. Of course, I think a lot of people's problems would be improved by having more money, but you know, Except well, I think a lot of people's problems would be solved by having to go to a well every morning and get your water for the day. And, I don't know. And having to wash your clothes. Well, okay, yes. A lot of people's psychological problems would be solved by having to wash their own clothes. That would clarify, say, your biological gender for you. <laughs> living, living without electricity and running water would s- suddenly sex roles would be... <laughs> ironed out pretty well but quickly right yeah instantly but i saw a great meme just now and i thought the comments after it were really stupid so it was a picture of a lot of people on a train who look exhausted going to work and then a picture of a german thatched house and the person said Look at these peasants, two kinds of peasants, a medieval peasant who has a big house and American peasants who have to like do office work for 12 hours a day. And we're not in the the line was we're not progressing towards anything. And I was like, yes, that's right. I agree with that. But then all the comments were like, well, they didn't have running water and, you know, they could, where was their TV? And like that stupid German peasant. You know, I and like, I thought, well, I mean, okay, I really appreciate heat and indoor plumbing, but I don't know. Is that worth uh, mental insanity that goes with it? Like if you were going to pick between indoor plumbing yeah. and psychological health, a lot which of, one like, would you pick? There's a lot of cultural histories coming out now, like actually anthropological histories that deal with how people actually live in the Middle Ages. And it's not like, I think everyone has the idea that it was... You're, um, Brutish and short. No, the the scene from Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail when they they crop up to like these peasants digging in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. Digging in the mud. Just, you don't know what they're digging for. They're just like covered in mud. All, like, they're all know. social revolutionaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the yeah, mud. yeah. They're like, yeah. But somebody, <laughs> but somebody thinks that they're. I mean, I think people. That's the general idea of what people think life in the Middle Ages is like. Just. <laughs> These peasants digging in the mud when it was actually was, and people cite things like the the death rate, people dying. Well, people died like at forty five. Well, no, not really. That was well. I mean, uh, the, on on Friday, the, it was a feast of Princess Elizabeth of Hungary or whatever mm-hmm. feast day. 
she died at 20. She got married at 14, had mm-hmm. several children, and died at 24. In childbirth? After starting a hospital. In childbirth? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, could people no, die no, more because, often because of disease? No, her husband died when she was 20. Right. And then she lived four years beyond him. And so, no, it wasn't childbirth. But like, people look, okay, but people look at this, that the, the average uh, lifespan of, of, a, of a medieval peasant, and it's like, like 45 or something, they'll say, look, how, if you're, if you're a 50 year old man, no, 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 no. The, the, the stat is messed up because you're, you're including people who die at birth and giving birth, people who, like infant mortality. Um, yes, disease was more rampant. It was, it was harder to, yes, people got sick and you couldn't cure them like you can now. That's that's absolutely true. But if you had a regular lifestyle, you could live to be 80 and 90 like, like you do today. I mean, I don't think so that people it's not like you what suddenly you call a lifestyle. Yeah. They did. Like they didn't yeah. have a lifestyle. They, yeah. they just lived. No, I know. But if the but if you lived in a relatively normal village, you know, barring the Black Plague, which which admittedly was kind of a downer for Europe. My point is, people are not like different, fundamentally different now than they were then. So you could the lifespan thing. You could live to be eighty or ninety if you if you if you all, could. all things being equal. Um, okay, well now we're way off Thanksgiving. So we talked about the turkey. <laughs> Well, what else are we going to have? Like, we've well, already determined what, what the menu, so there's mean? nothing else to discuss because you? you've like told me I can't do anything. Okay, so we're going to have mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, and pie, and and, and, and gravy, and, and and sweet potatoes too. Okay. And the the, the key with sweet potatoes is, is when once you cook them, you don't put marshmallows on top of them. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> that's something we'll never do. <laughs> Although I feel like maybe when you're you know what we should do when brown year? sugar and marshmallows are for like candy or pie, but they're not for they're not they're not for and even marshmallows should never be anywhere near your Thanksgiving meal. But um, what I think we would be fun is to do like an actual American Thanksgiving, where we do what actual people do, like we do green bean casserole. We do. Well, see, that's actually mar- pretty good. Marshmallow- you're at green bean casserole. That's good. We shouldn't have it, but it's good. <laughs> Why is it like it breaks the pattern? Mushroom soup and yeah, it's delicious. Have you ever had it? I'm sure I have. I just don't remember it. I don't remember <laughs> it. Uh, and then we should do the the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. And we should. <laughs> I do... can't. I can't eat that. I've tried to eat. Have you, have you, have you yeah, had it before? Yeah, I have. My my dear aunt, who's gone to be with the Lord, um, I had to actually make it under her direction one time, and. It was, it was a terrible moment for me, my life. I was very sad because I don't really love things that sweet. Like I don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted just, you know, it's just like full bore sweet. There's nothing to cut the just mouth of pure sweet. So. Yeah. So we would. I'm like, not going to do that. No. No. So. So if you do that, you're you. I mean, I I can see having. I think I think the debate between dry and wet brine is within the pale of orthodoxy. But but when you decide to put marshmallows on your like on your, you've departed, you've the departed. Faith. Yeah, you're no longer. You can't. Not, yeah. You can't call yourself right. a what? Like a, a an American a Christian. <laughs> a believer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's obvious. Like. There's no, you don't have to 
discuss that anymore. That's true. I also think that you shouldn't bake a potato on Thanksgiving. That's like that's like that's like you might as well just you might as well just order in like. I mean, what if people chicken really like baked um, potato? Like, well, they should. It doesn't matter what they like. It matters what. It's, <laughs> okay, it's so Thanksgiving. You don't bake potato on Thanksgiving. That's not see. This is where it all goes downhill because it should be it shouldn't matter what you like like what well if you should family? like thanksgiving traditional meals and if you don't then that's problems with you it's like it's like beethoven it's like, i just think that if you don't like beethoven it's not because beethoven's bad it's because you don't have good taste so if, you, so if you don't like bach it's not because bach is bad it's you don't have good taste so if you don't like if you want to have baked potato on thanksgiving then you should have mashed potato or you could have roasted potatoes i mean that's an option it's fine, but if you want baked potato, then you, yeah, you just, you're, you have something wrong inherently in your. You're being a, you're being a totalitarian. It's like the total, no. total state or whatever. I like baked potato. I, like, I mean, I, I like baked potatoes in, in a normal, I mean, other times, but you just can't have it for Thanksgiving. So, so you have the leeway to do it. It's just not on Thanksgiving. <laughs> And You're you a real have... treat. It's a real treat to to celebrate this important holiday with you. And you can have peas, but they can't be frozen peas or, or canned peas. So you've got to have peas no. fresh from the garden. No, you can have frozen peas if you do them with garlic and butter. And no, 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 they can be mm -hmm. really delicious because mm -hmm. frozen peas are better than fresh peas at this know. time of year, especially. No. <laughs> I don't think you ever should have peas then, because <laughs> <laughs> This is like the this is like the pinnacle of the cooking season. But this is that's like the Super why, Bowl. That's why you don't want to put like regular things on your plate. I just think because you keep saying it's the pinnacle, and then you say we can never do anything new. Right. Those two things don't go together. No, it's, it's and it, I don't. That's, I just explained how they go together a minute ago. Well, it doesn't because communion is 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 the 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 feast that the the culmination of of the church service. And you always have the same thing. You, you don't. You don't vary the menu. I mean, do you think it's possible that you're confusing, you know, the church and the home? Like some, like no. you're worshiping the. It's the focusing on the family thing where you you shouldn't do that. You should like let the church be the church and let the home be the home and and not confuse them because then you'll make some people sad. Like that's what you're doing right now because Thanksgiving, although it's sort of resonant with certain aspects of communion is in fact not communion mm. so yeah you can't change the body and butt but you know what you could do just spitballing here you could occasionally have a different vegetable on your traditional thanksgiving table or you could introduce another kind of pie you know like you could have apple and pumpkin and like pecan or i mean if you're below meringue. the mason dixon you can have pecan but I bet you can't. <laughs> what if you've moved here? Let me consider. Let me think about that because you, you've offered me a, some legitimate substantive criticism, and I should take a minute to consider <laughs> whether or not it's valid. Nope, it's not valid. <laughs> All right. Well, I <laughs> I feel like we should. We've gone on quite a long time now. <laughs> we have. I didn't think it was about it's forty minutes. And I have to drive a child to school. Yeah. And uh, I guess we have to take one of the cars into the garage. Take a car to the garage. Pick up the free turkeys. Pour oil into Kirchner. the other car. And um, gave to us. I'm going to be podcasting about St. Nicholas this morning. And I'm 
I'm super excited. Uh, I found, this is my parting shot. I found a, I, this is not going to be in the article, but I already blogged about it on Friday, but a desiring God thing where John Piper, who is a, a Christian, an Orthodox Christian, lovely man did like make a, a, a choice between Santa and Jesus that was pretty epic. <laughs> and I feel like you, you know, as we head into the holiday season, we should be talking. Yeah. We, we our neck or sometime before Christmas, we should do a show on whether or not you can tell your kids about Satan Claus. Satan Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, li- I like those. I'm, I'm pro like, Sa- Santa, by the way, just a good, just he, a good. Uh, it was, it was really wonderful. I, I liked, but of course, you know, when you, when you're like, oh, well, yeah, obviously if you have to pick, you shouldn't worship Satan. But I think many people hold the two together just fine. <laughs> Santa Claus and Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening and maybe we'll be back next week. <laughs>